Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, y'all? We're here for another episode of Believe in Kentucky live streaming once again. Jalen Whitlow, former UK quarterback. We held it down last week, man. How you doing? Oh, I think you muted. We used to go, you know. There you go. We used to go, man. Uh, not quite Aaron Gershon, but it was, it was good. <laughs> You're funny, man. You're we funny. got the. We got the well-traveled Aaron Gershon back for the Cats Pause. Been watching his beloved Yankees in multiple venues across this country. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm exhausted, uh, but it's good. To, it's good to be back in Lux for like five days before we go up to Toronto and uh, cover some basketball. But uh, can't complain, man. Uh, it's uh, it's been a fun summer, and uh, Scott, we got some crossover season in July. It's different, but uh, but it's all right for a couple weeks. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of Toronto, we got a former cat on here, uh, won a couple national championships, the 96 squad and 98 squad, um, made some documentaries. I shortchanged him about that right before we started recording. Uh, he's on the pregame show with Buzz Baker on UK Sports Network, talking about none other than Cameron Mills. We bring him on here with us. Cam, how you doing, sir? Fellas, doing well. How are y'all? Diddy, this, listen, I'm going to tell you, this is late for me. 8, 8.30 is my bedtime since I got married. So the sacrifice that I am making for you tonight. Man, I mean, I man. should be right. I should be right there, right there, right there in bed, at least uh, half conscious, if not fully con- or unconscious at this point. I'm going to let these fellas each ask one question and then we we, we like, we're done, man. That's it. Just a couple, <laughs> couple quick ones. I, I owe you again on top of, you know, I appreciate you. <laughs> I, 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 hey man, I, I, I was, I was honored to have you, you and Terry and, and, and Michelle and Tina and Johnny and all those gang, all you gang just help out with, uh, with what, seven, seven years of that, uh, podcast or ra- radio show and then website. I mean, I had to have content and I got, I got such good content from you all. So you always let, appreciate what you all did. You let me write multiple articles. You let me cover multiple games and, and you had no regrets. Somehow you, yeah, you let no. me keep coming back, man. I'm believe <laughs> No, listen, I think that was the best thing about it. I, I when I told everybody, it's like you came in, you're a Cowboys fan. You're not just, I mean, you're, you're, you know, so we shared that. And I was in like, you wanted to write about NFL sometimes, like, write about it. I don't care. Write about whatever you want to write about. I mean, you know, we had, we had like, we even had some like political stuff. People wanted to, you know, okay, all right, just, 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 you know, be fair. But yeah, I don't, you know, write, write whatever you want, whatever's on your heart, man, get it out. Yeah, I mean, you gave us free reign and, we try to do you proud, man. Y'all did. Y'all, it, it was fun while it lasted, but uh, they got married and thought, man, I don't have time for it anymore. Hey, it's, <laughs> I know how that is, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get you on here, man. Let's, like we talked about, we got you know basketball games next week. Cats yep. go to Toronto. Aaron is about to hit the road again. And, and I'm jealous, never- Aaron. I, I figured they'd take the network crew, and I think they're taking uh, – um, Jack and uh, Tom, but they're not taking ah, the secondary crew. Buzz and I have to dang. stay here. We're not; they're not even putting us on air. So well, Buzz, I'm, and I have, 
we'll have to get on the phone and argue together without anyone listening to it. <laughs> well, I'll only be at the first two, but uh, yeah, I am excited to see this team a little bit. I, I am too. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I get to go to practice tomorrow and watch them and see what, what, what how they're, how they're gelling because I'm definitely, I guess they'll be on TV, right? The can the Canada game's gonna be on TV. <laughs> they still haven't. I, I know Sportsnet, which is Canadian based, has the rights, and it hasn't okay. quite come out how uh, people are gonna be able to watch it back home here in the states. But uh, okay. it better be because uh, yeah. uh, can you imagine? We see what tw- happens on Twitter when ESPN delays the start of the game by ten minutes right. uh, to play some volleyball or soccer game. Uh, right. Can you imagine if you can't watch it at all? I mean, yeah, especially geez. especially this year with all the consternation over whether or not he was going to have more than five five right. players right now. And now it's like, all right, well, let's see what, what we got. What we say earlier, Vinny, we got 11 now, yeah. 11, with two open 11. spots. So let, everybody's, I'm sure, just like I am dying to see, all right, what do they look like right now? So I don't want to put words in Jalen's mouth, but we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Cam. And Jalen, you basically said that the hunger and desire of this team should have may override the inexperience that they have. If I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just want to get your thoughts and see what Cam thinks. That man, you know, I just dream to get guys who have been. Oh, we have you coming in and out, man. Hey, when you're cutting in and out, man. Vinny, Vinny, tell me, tell me, put put words in his mouth while he's figuring it out. Tell me what, tell me what you thought he, what he said. It was basically, I think it was last week. He said that you know the the doubts. He said the guys coming in already have kind of seen some some negative things from the past couple of years. The fans kind of panicking about the roster. Some of this maybe have already bled over to this team. And if you get back in, Jay, let me know. And he says this team. Y'all got me. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah, no, I was just saying that uh, I think, you know, a lot of these guys have been counted out, man, and doubted. I think uh, yeah. you, you may you may get a, a, the hungriest team you've had in a while. Well, uh, J- I think that's a coach's dream. Yes, Jay- and Jalen, I mean, you'd know that. And I, not not that Vinny and, and Aaron, y'all wouldn't, but but Jalen, you, you know, I mean, there's nothing more powerful than a team with a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll do whatever you ask. They'll run through a brick wall. They'll, they'll put all their egos to the side. Um, so if that is what what's happened, um, I mean, and it's funny, right? I mean, I, I get the whole the whole portal thing that we had. You know, Oscar is he going to come back? You know, who's going to transfer? Who's going to stay? Who, who's going to take their eighth year of eligibility and play some more as an eighth year senior? Who's going to do that? And at the same, and everybody's everybody's worried. And at the same time, it's like I, I, I get that, but we got literally the number one through t- four of the top ten players in this recruiting class. And then all f- five of them are in the top 22 because Reed's, I think, last consensus was sitting at 22. It's like they're just forgotten about. You know, it's like this used to be how it always was. Like Cal's first 10 years here, this is what it was. It was freshmen, nothing but freshmen. And now we got seven of them. And the cool thing about this year's team is we got seven guys that are going to learn and learn by fire and hopefully learn quickly and hopefully – be able to do what most of Cal's teams, if not all of them, have honestly been able to do, whether they've succeeded at our level of expectation or not, which is put their egos aside and say, "I'd, I'd rather be, uh, I'd rather be a winning team than a winning player." If that makes sense, then a, you know, I'd rather up our our team status than my status. Um, if if Cal can get th- these guys to do that, and then you add um, 
uh, Trey coming in from West Virginia, and you add, um, and then Antonio coming back. I, I mean, Vinny and I were talking earlier. I think Antonio coming coming back. I know everyone's excited about it. I think it's. I mean, other than Oscar coming back, I, I can't. I'd rather have Antonio back than just about anybody from last year's team. It, yeah. You know, the guys that left for whatever reason. You know, whether they had to or whether they were exploring the NBA. I mean, Antonio at one point. I know at one point he was our leading three point shooter. He was he, all year. Yep. What? Thank you, Aaron. Perfect. So yeah. I, that. I mean. That's and that's what we complain about all year is that every year, right? We we don't have shooting. Well, we know with Antonio, we don't just have shooting, we've got scoring. So, I mean, at any point, and now even Cal said this last week, or maybe it's this week, but Cal was talking about how Antonio in, in these practices this past few weeks, he doesn't look like he did last year. And look, let's Cal's always saying that. I get it, but it's important, and Jalen, you'll know this as well. That, that that stretch from soft from freshman to sophomore year, right? Now, for look for Antonio, that's not what it is. This is like his six year senior year or whatever it is. But this is his second year at Kentucky. And when you and when you go in your first year, I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're Oscar Sheebway, I don't care if you're Jamal Mashburn. You come in and you're wide eyed and you 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 just you know you're playing in a cavernous arena, and you've got one of the toughest schedules of the year. And you know you're you got Kansas at home or Kansas in their barn, and then I mean you. And then you've just got all the pressure that the UK fans, as you all indicate, are already placing on this team. And Jalen, maybe you're right. Maybe they're forgetting about it. But, you know, having someone like Antonio be able to be in the game, maybe not starting, probably starting. I hope he's starting. um, But playing high minutes and then being able to be that calming presence. Because if we go back to 2012, Darius Miller. Darius Miller had a team full of freshmen. And he was the lone senior, wasn't the star. But the lone senior that I think what we all assume is, what I always assumed was, there's the leadership, right? So Antonio's got to be the leadership, right? Because these freshmen, good as they're going to be, they can't come in and lead this team. Maybe by the end of the year they might be, but they got to come in and and earn it at some point because – and I don't mean earn playing time. I mean earn respect. Because if they're going to bark orders, and I want, I want, I want my leaders to bark orders. That's what I want out of my leaders. I want, I want, you know, in my case, I want Wayne Turner, who I was older than, an upperclassman. I want him barking at me when I'm out of position. I want him yelling at me because that's my point guard, and my point guard has every right to tell me where I'm supposed to be. Um, and and I want that from these guys. I want it from DJ. I want it from the the freshman coming in. But we've got some upperclassmen, and that that is a combination that in the past. We've not always had, but when we have had it, for the most part, I don't even know if we can say that anymore. The last three years have been rough, I get. But for the most part, when we've had that combination, we've done well. A lot of good freshmen and some upperclassmen that can lead and 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 and, and show these these freshmen like, look, it's a four, it's 40 games. Of course, they that that's nothing for them anymore. But I think the most important thing to me is what I notice is all right, guys, we're down 10 with five minutes to go. Game in over. Right, guys, we're up ten with five minutes to go. Game in over. That, that's what I want from my leader too. I want my leader to be able to come in and say, "Look, game in over till it's zero, 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 zero on that clock, and until then, it's not." So I, I they're not getting a lot of respect right now. And as far as I'm concerned, Jay, uh, Jalen, I, I hope they don't. I hope they continue to not. And I hope it's not from UK fans. I hope we obviously and we will. I mean, UK fans are, you know, they'll 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 kick and scream, but man, when when that ball's tipped, they're behind them. They are, but. Nationally, I hope we're not ranked in the top 10. I hope we're not ranked in the top 25 at the beginning of the year because I don't care about that. I want to earn our way up and be peaking at March. And you take a team that thinks they should be ranked high and they're not, that chip gets right there and all of a sudden they're out to prove to the world. I mean, we used to have those T-shirts, right, that came out, Kentucky against the world. 
that's the attitude we always ought to have because that is how it feels sometimes, whether it's an invented disrespect or not, man, you know, these guys, they, they just, when, when they feel like they're disrespected, all of a sudden, all the pettiness and stupidness and ego, it gets pushed to the side and they start and, and they just start playing. It's how most guys do. Yeah. If you don't, you don't, you don't have an enemy, create one, right? Exactly. That's, that's, exactly, that's it's that's like, what, it's like, it's like, it's like Georgia. Uh, it's like, um, what's the guy named head coach of Georgia saying that, uh, you know, I guess he he said some clipping was out there that Georgia was going to go seven and five this year. I mean, you got you got you got to you got to create one. You can't you know. Yes. I, I'm not hating on it. I hear no. You. Listen, Coach Patino, and and I don't know how I, I I'm going to assume Coach Cal does this, but but I've never been I've been in the locker room once after a game. I'm I've never seen his chalk talk, his pregame chalk talk. I don't know, um, but Coach Patino was a master at that. I mean, he would he would. You know, make stuff. I, I, I let me see. I don't know that he made it up. We suspected he made a lot of stuff up. Like you know, he would, and he wouldn't ever tell us exactly what was. He would like tell a coach loudly in practice what he heard someone, you know, someone on the other team say. And he also was constantly on us, like to like like if you go back and you listen to interviews from the years I was there, from guys like Anthony Epps, Wayne Turner, um, you know, anybody really, you will never hear a player say anything. Other than, I mean, we could be playing little sisters of the poor, right? I mean, we could be playing a team like that. And you would still hear a group of guys, even that 96 team that knew we were going to run rough route rod over everybody. You would hear in the pregame interviews with the media, we would say nothing but this is a good team. I mean, this team could easily beat us. You know why? Because that's what our coach had told us all week. We literally had a – it was a preseason game, Vinny. We were talking about – I brought up preseason earlier with Tim Terry. We had a preseason game against like athletes in action or somebody that again we were expected to beat by forty, and it was actually it wasn't it wasn't a preseason, but it was one of those early season you know games that we were supposed to beat by forty. A small D one school was coming in, and it was like one of those you know all right let's 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 beat them by forty and let's get our day off tomorrow kind of thing. And he literally, Coach Pino came in, and I mean all week in prep he had us convinced by game time that they were going to beat us by 20 guys. This team is so much better than you. This team has so much more talent than you. They work harder than you. I mean, and we're buying it because well, okay. All right. And what did it do? Jalen? He, he completely made it all up because he, maybe we'd had a bad week of practice. He didn't think we were taking it seriously. All right. You know what? I'm going to manufacture some, some, uh, some uh, um, uh, chip on these guys' shoulders. I'm going to make them hate this team. And it worked. I mean, I don't even know what we beat that team, Bob, but he did it all the time. And so you're right. If you don't have an enemy, invent one. Because, man, that motivation is priceless. Great, man. AG, you got questions, man? Yeah, I guess my one thing, Cam, is does it concern you at all? And just playing devil's advocate with everything you said about the roster, does it concern you at all the kind of the trend of college basketball? I know it was really, I guess, only a one-year sample size, but we're still in that period where, you know, the COVID year and you've got – 24, 25 year olds all over the country. And yeah. we saw four pretty experienced teams. You kind of had some freshman contributors, yeah. but mostly four veteran teams get into the final four. Duke was probably as hot as anyone going into the dance, but with all their freshmen, they collapsed even. Yep. Um, no, that part doesn't worry me because what worries me, and this is this is funny coming from me because I have fought adamantly for something similar to the transfer portal. Um, obviously I'm a huge fan of NIL, both of which I get are causing issues and problems and coaches have to recruit a freshman class and they got to go recruit the portal. They don't, they never don't get to recruit. They're always recruiting now. Um, 
you know, as far as the trend, the thing is, though, I don't think that's a trend. Like, as far as having right. upperclassmen or, or teams with a bunch of upperclassmen, no, well, you've got Calipari's teams. And then, if y'all remember, when Cal came in and started doing this freshman only thing, and the only reason he was doing freshman only is because the freshmen he was getting were good enough to leave after one year. So we'd have to go back and reset. If this wasn't, everybody thinks it's like a plan of Cal's. I hear it all the time, like, oh, Cal and the way he does it. I'm like, what does he do? He goes out and recruits the best players he can. Would would you rather him go out and, and intentionally recruit two stars and three stars? Is that what we want? Because I'll tell you this, when we lose 10 games with a group with a bunch of two stars and three stars as freshmen, let me how happy are UK fans going to be at that? He's got to go out and get the best he can get. And it just so happens, as he's done again this year, he's got a, a group of incredibly talented freshmen. Are they going to be the kind of freshmen that we had in 2012? I don't know. But they're incredibly talented, and he gets, he's got the number one recruiting class for, I don't know, what, the 10th time in his 14, 15 years here? Um, so th th that nothing's changed as far as there's always – because if you look at the Final Fours, even the ones we've been in under Cal, all for the most part, those other three teams were, were upperclassmen laden. They, they, they had experience. So, I mean – nothing's really changed with all of it. Now the 25 and 26 year olds playing. Yeah, that's different, <laughs> but I think that's going to end after this year. I think, I think we're not going to have any more uh, eight years. I, I think we might see one more year of it. In the oh, crowd. really? I think so. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's well, look, crazy. if you're like, it took me 14 years to get my degree. So these guys are just taking full advantage of that anyway. It's all good. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, get my degree. Um, so I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, as far as the, now I do want it back to the four year typical, yeah. um, or, or even the fifth year. I don't mind the fifth year. Um, but I don't think it's any different. I mean, the bottom line is we got, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have 13 guys on scholarship. We we're going to have some walk-ons like usual. We're going to have a team. And as I said uh, earlier, when I was talking to Vinny and, and Terry, um, right now because practice has started that's the brilliance of this going overseas every year thing which we're apparently doing um there i don't know how i mean when we went to italy in 19 right before the 96 season we had 30 days of practice in june 30 days of, i mean we had 10 days of practice but we got in 30 practices in those 10 days we did three a days for 10 days because there was no rule that we couldn't so we just so 10 day 30 practices in june and then all of a sudden okay so we got a i mean that's a that's a full month jump start on every other team in the country, so I'm hoping that's what they're getting right now. So, and that matters more so for Cal teams because they're younger. They need more time to get caught up. Invariably, Cal teams always start slow, but if we're honest, they tend to last three years. You know, notwithstanding, Cal's teams tend at the end of the year, man, they tend to be playing at their best. Now, look, that doesn't always mean a national championship because guys. National championships, the best team doesn't always win it. This isn't the NBA where you've got seven-game series. It is a one-and-done once we hit that NCAA tournament. you got six games, and you got to win them all, and only one team does that. So there's a, there's a reason it's called March Madness, and that's it. Because it's not a – if we were to play seven-game series to advance, it'd take another three months to get through the tournament. But truly, the best team would be crowned national champion. And that's not what we have happen. We've got one of the best teams. So no matter what kind of talent we have, we got a lot of work to do to get to March. And once we get to March, man, we got to be rolling on all, I mean, firing on all cylinders, playing as a team. Egos have to be to the side. And then as much as I don't believe in luck, man, the ball's got to bounce our way a couple of times. That's how you win national championships. Yeah. I always said that once you hit the sweet 16, it should be a three game series. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, that, that way you get, I mean, cause everybody, let's face it, man, everybody, I mean, I like to see, you know, the teams that don't typically make it to the final four, make it. Yeah. So last year you had, I mean, I would like to see the ratings for the final four because I, I if I had to guess they were down, they, everybody oh. want to see the best players on the best teams. You know what's interesting? It's interesting because so, you make a great point, Jalen. Because I would too. I'd like to see like a, a, a compare. We need to get somebody on this, Vinny. Vinny, get somebody on this. Come on, Aaron. Right like, we need this. Sounds, Aaron, this sounds like something you could you'd be good at. Gosh, we man. need to get somebody to compare like the TV ratings of the Final Four for the last twenty years, and then see. All right, when we had like um, the uh, the teams Jalen's talking about, they're like, all right, you know, no, no, no one. You weren't even in the top one hundred at the beginning of the year. Nobody had you in the in the in the Final Four. You know, and to see, is that what people want? Because that's what makes March Madness March Madness is that, well, why is this 15 seed beating Duke, right? <laughs> or, or in our case, well, you know, happen in, when it happened to us. I mean, nobody expects that. And that's what drives those kind of non-traditional basketball fans crazy and, and draws them in. So I'd love to see like a comparison of like, okay, when you got four number one seeds in that final four spot, what are the ratings then? Because I do think Jalen's got a point, but I also think if you had – you know, like a couple eight seeds and then a three and a four seed, you know, and those eight seeds are like, man, nobody's thought about them all year. Like, then what? Like, would anybody care about that? Because I think it's those 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 teams that like literally, oh, I didn't know they had a team, right? That, that's when people get excited to see them, whoever they are, in a Final Four, and I think that helps ratings. But if it's an Indiana that happens to be seeded eight or a Kentucky that happens to be seeded eight and we get there – well, obviously the Kentucky fans are going to up the ratings, but I don't know how much it'll help. So I, I, I think that's an interesting, interesting question, Jalen. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. So it was down six. I could just tell you from 2022, which obviously you had Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and the fourth team is slipping me off the top of my head. It was a six uh, 6% decline from that, though apparently yeah. it was down that year too from 2021, which is wild because there were no fans uh, in the 2021 mm -hmm. Final Four stand. So the environment a little different. So they had to, everybody had to watch it on TV. Right, it was right. and you had the that awesome, I think it was Gonzaga-UCLA, that game where Jalen Suggs mm -hmm. shot from like half court. So that's all that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't expect you to get it done like during the show. I wanted like a ten-page essay or something. <laughs> just maybe submitted to me, just so I could have that research. Uh, I have, yeah. Luckily, the schooling on my part's done. Luckily. There you go. Aaron pulls quotes, and I mean, at the drop of a hat, he's always hey, that's how he does. But man, Cam, we can't thank you enough. Uh, Hate we don't get to hear you next week. We gotta wait till right. October to hear you and Buzz on the pregame show. And it's just, it's 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 just, it's better listening to Tom and Jack anyway because you're gonna get so much so much. Not that not that Buzz and I I don't I think we do well, but man, why well, I, I love listening to Tom and Jack. So they'll, they'll they'll get us they'll get us all caught up. I, I obviously hope everyone can watch, but they might get record numbers that are deserved because yeah. uh, if you can't watch it, you know, you'll, you'll well, have those two at, at least. The Bahamas last year, wasn't there, wasn't there only one game on TV or were they all on uh, TV? No, they were all on ESPN. Were they all on ESPN? Anyway, so yeah, I, I, next week next week will be a, be a showcase. They're going to find – whoever has the rights, they'd be dumb not to at least find a way to just air it, stream it somewhere in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. have to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, man, we'll let you go. So you all right, can Benny. Appreciate man. We'll be Appreciate right behind that. you. Appreciate you, Y'all have a great rest of the night. All right, bye-bye. Cameron Mills, two-time champ. Hit the shot heard around the blue grass when uh, Kentucky was down 17 to Duke. Tubby Smith, first season. Came back, 
beat Duke, went on to the Final Four, and brought home another banner. So appreciate Cam hopping on here. Uh, we teased it last week because, AG, man, you, you've been getting creative in these past summers. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, we're on here streaming live. First of all, let me let me just do a little, I don't know, they call it producing on air. Uh, we got the Believe in Kentucky YouTube channel. We got the Believe in Kentucky Facebook page, Believe in KY. We're live on the Believe in Kentucky Twitter. All of that is going. Did it. This is the second week in a row. We got a few subscribers on YouTube. And let's see. Um, a couple of them was like, like my kids got a, a YouTube channel. They subscribed. I had one of my own personal ones, so I subscribed. But the first subscriber not related to any of us <laughs> first later first subscriber you know that's not part of us is jj sneed he, he liked the show said great show said he enjoyed listening put the first comment he said he was a third subscriber because he didn't know that you know my kids had already subscribed but he's really the first you know subscriber outside of us so jj when you watch him we appreciate it uh my idea, fellas, I'm just going to run this by y'all. I think since JJ's the first subscriber, the first commenter, the first person to like it, I think, you know, going to get him a Cat Daddy shirt that, you That's know, Jalen, you named it. We got merch, shop.believe.com, shop.believav.com. These shirts come in blue, white, or gray. So, JJ, man, put us, you know, a comment. Or hit us on Twitter, DM us, however you want to get in touch with us. Let us know your size, what color you want. We'll get you a Cat Daddy shirt. And tell your friends, tell your friends that bleed blue about the show. Tell them about us live streaming. They can watch and listen and check us out just like you have. And we appreciate it. But uh, hit us up, JJ, and we'll we'll get you a shirt, man. Sure. Sounds like a fair deal to me. Yeah, man. We teased it last week, AG, man, mm -hmm. while you was traveling. You, ben, we'll just let you have the floor. Talk about what you're doing this summer to, to yeah. count down and all that, man, on the cat's ball. Yeah, man. Uh, I've been doing – I kind of was trying to hunt for an idea because last year I obviously went through those rankings with uh, top 100 players in the Stoops era, which was very difficult. And this one was a little easier because uh, you don't have to rank anything. But I've kind of just gone in chronological order, kind of recapping the last 100 wins in the team's history. And uh, it's just something I like to do. It was actually, I think I want to give credit to Curtis Birch when he was at Big Blue Insider. I forget exactly what he did, so forgive me there. But he had something where it was in 100 days to kick off. It might have been uh, just different players, uh, football players who wore that jersey number uh, on the day. Mm -hmm. So I want to give him credit for for that. And that kind of, that kind of um, gave me the idea. Uh, for last year. So um, kind of stuck with it this year. Uh, it's been a busier summer than I thought news wise. So it's been a little tougher to kind of get ahead and make sure uh, we're staying on it every day. So uh, but it's been a lot of fun kind of going through these got to see some of Jalen's wins when uh, he was starting a quarterback and read about those a little more. Um, so that was pretty cool. And uh, uh, it's been fun. So I think, you know, I've written you know, I'm, I'm like a week ahead of writing all of them, so I don't lose my mind doing it. But I think we, which one did I release? The start of 2015. So it, it's creeping up quick. I mean, kickoff is, and it's fun. I mean, you see the number go down each day. And uh, man, we're 59 days outside of kickoff, which is pretty damn exciting. So you write six or seven games ahead. 
schedule yeah. them, schedule them to post and all that kind of stuff. That way it doesn't sneak up on you. You're like, oh God, you know, I've, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I got you. Exactly. Got you. Especially, you know, uh, I think I'm, I haven't written through 52 when we're on 60. So, oh no, we're on 59. So seven days ahead with Toronto coming up, uh, Nashville yeah. after that, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. So trying to, trying to make sure we're, we're all good to go. So we kicked it around a couple of weeks ago that since you're doing the countdown of the you know 100 most recent wins for Kentucky football, we just each rank our top 10 of those wins. You know, however, however you want to approach it, however you want to do it, we each just like you just kind of round robin, go from That's 10 to one, and you know see why we put what win where, and you know the approach to you know. Uh, this is really the first time we've done on this podcast. You know, in the summertime, you you know, you have lists or you see Mount Rushmore type stuff. And because, you, you know, you kind of feel you got time to do that kind of thing. There's no games. You know, there's not as much news. So, you know, you, you put out lists. This is our first list type of show. And, yeah, I don't know. Um, Mark Story does the whole Kentucky Sports Person of the Year for the Hurley Leader every year. Mm. And he sends out the ballot and – that stuff is fun, but it can be tough. Oh, God, that is so hard, man. I struggle so much with that one. <laughs> that ballot, there's just like the fourth or fifth year I've done it. So I'll I'll approach it differently each year. This I'll look for this one year. I'll look for this another year. I always try to put the Kentucky-Louisville rivalry aside and just look at Kentucky as a state. If somebody from Louisville I think is on there, I put them in my, you know, I, I, I don't see blue and red when I do it. There's so many different ways to approach it. So I'm just curious to see what we come up with for our top 10, how we approach it and, and all that stuff. So, man, you look, Aaron, you wrote the piece. You write these columns. I think you should start. Yeah. And then, you know, me and Jalen just kind of fill in. Just go you, you, Jalen, me, and just kind of round robbing it, man. Yeah, it, it's hard because I want to pick kind of the ones that, you know, I got to experience. But, um, you know, writing these and kind of learning some things, it, it changes the opinion a little bit. So I'm going to go back to – I'll kind of be a little random with it because this one I knew not. I'll I'll be straight up honest with you all. Obviously, uh, unlike Benny, I didn't grow up in Kentucky. You know, I came here in 2017. Uh, I learned the history really quick. I've been obviously watched plenty of Kentucky games just being a college football fan for years. So uh, it's not like I know nothing, knew nothing about the program coming to Lexington. But uh, I think the first one that caught my eye, you know, that I didn't know much about when I started doing this thing uh, was that 2008 game against Arkansas where Kentucky. He was down 20 to seven, I believe, with eight minutes left. And then they didn't cut it to 2014 uh, until the 415 point. So um, <laughs> it tells you how, I, I, you know, back then, I don't know if they had the win probability and all that, but I can't imagine it was very high. Um, you cut the lead to six with 415. It was a 32 yard touchdown uh, from Randall Cobb. And then they were able to get a short punt takeover at the 250 mark. Uh, and march down the field and score again because Cobb was able to uh, run for a 21-yard touchdown, and then uh, Marcus McClinton got the game-winning pick to seal it. So uh, to score 14 unanswered in, in four minutes there, uh, win a game over a conference rival, uh, I think that's deserving of kind of a, a fun one to sneak into the back half here. Mm-hmm. I can't disagree with that. What you got for 10, Jay? Man, I I can't lie to you, man. This thing is tough. I, I mean, it's there's so many like there's so many like good wins, you know. Uh, and this 
it's impossible for me to rank it because I, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I, I, there are a few wins that come to mind that stick out the most. Now I'll start with that. Um, to me, from the time I've started really, you know, watching Kentucky football and really, you know, learning about it and obviously playing and all of that good stuff. Um, I think, I think the, the, and it's funny because the first thing, the first game that popped into mind when I thought about like top 10 wins was 2014 Kentucky, Florida at Florida, which was a loss. That was so close. But that, I think that was the game in my eyes. I was still in college. I was at Eastern then. That game kind of tilted the scale in my opinion. And I was like, okay, you know, they moved in the right direction and this Mm -hmm. thing is going the right way. Um, Even though, we all know what happened at the end of the game. Clock hit triple zero. You know, shouldn't have gotten the playoff. But um, I, I think that 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 game. But you know, as far as wins, man, it's just it's tough because, like I said, you can go anywhere and grab a win. You know, um, but you know, another win that kind of popped up was you know the Tennessee Kentucky game in in, in 2011. You know. Mm-hmm. A game that, to me, that popped up as spoiler alert, spoiler alert, <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as definitely, as definitely top ten, you know, and that may range from you know depending on who you're talking to, but for me, you know, I didn't know how big the rivalry was until I got to Kentucky, so I remember watching that game in 2011. Or seeing it on uh, ESPN Sports Center, like late at night on Saturday night, you know, uh, when everybody get in bed late at night, you turn on TV right before you go to sleep. And I remember seeing that, and I was like, man, that I didn't know it was that big of a rivalry. Then it took me to get here. I was like, okay, that's that's a huge rivalry. So I, I'll I'll throw I'll throw that in there. Like I said, I, I it's hard for me to go order, man. Like it's, hey, it's tough. No pressure, it's hard. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we can go. We can volley back and forth, and Jalen. Jump in on what we got if you want to. You want to do that, man. Oh, my 10, and you know, you mentioned Kentucky, Florida. This was, you know, 2021 at home, Kentucky 20, Florida 13. Um, a lot of my, I'm going to go and tell you, a lot of my selections are going to be petty. They just are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's one of them. This is, you know, they had won in the swamp already, but this is the first win in Lexington since 1986. And so, you know, people in Kentucky hadn't hadn't seen Kentucky beat Florida at home. That's exactly I was I was I had just turned nine years old. I wasn't paying attention back then. I you know, I didn't, you know, the streak was that was one of many terrible streaks that Kentucky was on the wrong end of. So they it was sweet, of course, winning in the swamp, but to see them get that win at Kroger Field, 20 to 13, block field goal, defensive struggle. At that moment, I don't I don't care what the team goes on to do or not do. Florida went on to not have a great season, whatever. Just like Kentucky beat Alabama in 1997 for the first time in 75 years, that Alabama team turned out to not be good. I don't care, whatever. At that moment, it doesn't you, matter. Yeah, so Kentucky beat Florida 20 to 13 in Kroger Field, ended a losing streak at home. So that's my number 10 selection of these most recent wins. So the last 15 years, basically, 
So how far you went back, AG, right, to get this 100? Yes, week two of 20, 2007. Okay. So that's my number 10, Kentucky, Florida. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. So I'll be quick because Jalen kind of talked about my nine, which was that 2011 Matt Rourke game. So we can kind of fly through that and uh, go right to you at nine. Yeah. No, I I was going to say, I think, uh, what year was it? The Lamar Jackson fumble year. Oh, 16. Uh, Yeah, that, that, that. That kind of rings out uh, to mm-hmm. me. I, I, that's a prominent win. It was a big win. Um, you, you're playing the best player in the country for two years straight, in my opinion. I thought mm-hmm. Lamar. Yeah. I thought Lamar Jackson was the best football player in the country, um, and I think he's the best football player in the NFL too. But that's just my opinion. But you know, I that win stood out to me that I could I could throw that in at nine. Yeah. 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 Um, I have more to say on your number nine, Aaron. Later, you flew over it. I'm gonna. Yeah, I knew you were there. You gotta save that one. I'm gonna hit it hard later. Yeah, do it. Um, But um, for number number nine, like and I and like I said, how you approach it, you know, you do you go by program changing wins? Do you go by did it get them over the hump? Right. Like, do you go with? Your heart. Some of mine, like I said, are I put more petty stuff in here than I did program <laughs> changing stuff. And that's uh, fine, man. But that's good. Yeah, number nine, you know, 2017, you beat Tennessee 29 to 26. Y'all already talked about 2011. You there just haven't been wins against Tennessee to speak of at all. You go from no. <laughs> 1984 to 2011. Another dreadful streak. So this was the second win versus Tennessee at home. You 2011, then you get him again in 2017. Steven Johnson comes in diving and, you know, doing flips and landing on his shoulder and hurt and going to the locker room and coming back and pulling the Willis Reed, that whole thing. And, you know, Kentucky played terrible. Kentucky had four turnovers to Tennessee's none, still won the game. They hang them to the ball. They blow them out like we've been mm-hmm. dying to see. Mm-hmm. You blow them out like you did in 2020, but they, that wasn't the case. They had to hang on for dear life. But, you know, you talked about me writing for Cameron Mills' website. I think the article I wrote was a win over Tennessee is a win over Tennessee is a win over Tennessee. That's right. And that's what that was because we've seen plenty of losses to Tennessee. So you – the game ends, you got more points than them. That's all we were looking for. Yeah, you can't take those for granted. Uh, they haven't come much. <laughs> That's just what it is. Tennessee, you know, to their credit, you know, as painful as it is for some of the fans here in Lexington oh, across man. Kentucky, they own, they own Kentucky in the last 30 years. Oh. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um but eight, yeah, that's why this makes it hard because I think this game probably gets overshadowed because 2018 was, you know, we, we talked about Florida. Um, obviously, that, that was a streak that was broken. But um, how, how about the Mississippi State game? Uh, that was when I was at. Um, start off 3-0. Obviously, you won it in Gainesville two weeks before. Uh, you did what you should have against Central Michigan, against Murray State, whatever. Uh, that game, man, everyone kind of knew because State came in ranked 14th. If you win it, you're probably ranked for the first time. I think it would have been 2007, maybe eight. 
uh, I think it's seven, 2007. So 11 years uh, you hadn't been a ranked team. And what does being ranked mean? We kind of went over it with Cam on the basketball side. It might not mean a lot, but for it means a lot to a program that hasn't done that in a while. So when you saw like FAU basketball do it last year, when you see Kentucky football, uh, when they started to do it, you know, in 2018. And that game uh, against uh, three first-rounders on that state defense, uh, Montez Sweat, um, Simmons. Uh, Simmons, and Abram. Uh, I mean, three first rounders uh, and other guys, I believe, got drafted either later that year or in the future. Uh, Benny Snell runs for four touchdowns. I forget exactly how many yards, but a a crap ton uh, just ran all over them. Josh Allen has a huge sack with the fog still coming out uh, from the fourth quarter. I I know he had a multiple sack game. I don't remember how many he had. It was two or three off the top of my head, but he was dominant. The defense, you know, gave up a touchdown early and that was it. I believe State scored first so it would have been 28 unanswered you had that zach there was a special teams play that stands out to me in that game where zach johnson uh just absolutely laid out uh the punt returner clean um you know after no fair catch nothing just a clean hit and I, i think it just spoke of how motivated that team was how bad they wanted it how hard they came out and wanted to get it the crowd was I've never, that's one of the best. I mean, I've seen some really good Kroger Field crowds, you know, mm-hmm. with how good this team has been uh, for the most part the last five or six years. Um, that one is up there for me as one of the best I thought I, I've seen. So I think um, the meaning of that to be ranked uh, for the first time in so long, uh, the crowd, I think that, that's why it's in there for me. I'm with you. That's that's my number eight, also. Oh, Mississippi State. Um, the, the doubt of Kentucky that's kind of Kentucky not being taken seriously until they won that game. Uh, let's see. Well, this here's their first real test. Let's see. Can they, will they, uh, you know, the doubt from the, the fan base who knows the history of Kentucky football of, of how the struggle is, well, can they do it against Mississippi state? We're, we're hope they can, but can they, the national, Perception they can take, ah, they're probably going to lose to Mississippi State. So for them to come out and just wax them like that, that was that was cool. So that's my number eight game too, man. I'm with you. Yeah, are we going to seven? Is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I'm looking through my list here. Uh, <laughs> it's hard, man, because you don't want to like underrank some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do it because I think there's been a lot more since. Uh, I think you could easily argue it should be higher. Uh, but 2014 South Carolina, I mean, I don't have to say too much on it. Uh, but that was kind of a turning point game. Um, I think, you know, Jalen mentioned, obviously, how well they played Florida a couple of weeks before that. And obviously that was huge to kind of build the confidence and say, hey, we could play with these boys. We, you know, who knows, call here, call there, whatever. Uh, then you actually got it done. And I, I know South Carolina went on to have a bad year, uh, I, I believe. I don't know. The next year they were bad. That year they actually went 7-5. to five. Um, But uh, to win that game the way they did, they were down 14 in the fourth. Uh, obviously, we all know what happened with Bud Dupree there. JoJo Kemp was unbelievable. Uh, first blackout. I, I don't know if they'd ever done that before. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I could be easily wrong. Um, but first one that I know, I, I remember, um, and first time in probably in the Stoops area that in the Stoops area, that place was packed and just buzzing from kickoff to, to the finish there. So 
Um, I, I got to go with that one. I know they didn't finish that season off well at all. You know, they had the big losing streak, but uh, I still think that was a pretty big momentum shift. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> that was probably going to be, you know, my top three uh, that wow. game there. I think, you know, it, you can't, I mean, you can't discount that game there was, I mean, Huge. that, 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 that kind of opened everybody's eyes. I mean, shoot, you still got the Grove Street thing from that game. And, that, you know, it was a big Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, a, it was a big day in, in, in Kentucky athletics. I really believe that. Um, like I said, blackout, uh, just the way they wanted, you know, uh, beating South Carolina at home. But, you know, I think, in this spot, you know, another game that comes to mind, I can't – the year the years are running together for me, but um, the, the year where Kentucky absolutely blew Tennessee out of the water. That was 2020. Uh, yeah, year. Yeah. Um, I thought that was huge because that hadn't – that never happened. I mean, a straight blowout, you know. Uh, the possibilities, it shows you, okay, you know, there's a, a, a ceiling that's getting higher here. Um, you know, one, you know, again, Tennessee probably wasn't as great, whatever. But you're talking about a rivalry game. It don't even matter how good Alabama Auburn is. It's always a good game. So you can always go to the rivalry games being good. And you know, you blow out a team, you blow out your rival. I think that has to be in the list. And for me, anytime you blow out a rival, that got to be somewhere in the list. Because I mean, that's you know, a lot is riding on that game. You got houses divided. Some people got to sleep on the porch. I mean, it's just a lot going on that, man. So I, I think I think that got to be put in there somewhere. Spoiler alert again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, especially – and I'm not – you know, especially growing up on the Kentucky-Tennessee border. And mm-hmm. I'm, no doubt the Kentucky fans just across the river from Indiana feel the same way about Indiana and, you know, you know, you know that, that whole kind of thing. But – I'm. I grew up three hours from Lexington. I grew up three hours from Knoxville. I got just as much Knoxville news as I did <laughs> WKYT WLEX. I got you know that whole. I was right in the middle of the crossfire of, of all the markets. So, yeah. So that's. Um, I'm glad you put the South Carolina win in there. Me being petty, I I, I should have put it in there, but I just couldn't. I didn't have room for it. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I don't cherish that win because that. That pick, that Bud Dupree play, is is unbelievable, and that was one that was monumental for sure. Um, my number seven because I I did want to make sure I put kind of program changing wins. My number seven one I put the uh, the Citrus Bowl win over Iowa because mm-hmm. that was was the first time I've seen ten wins in the win column in my life. Penn State was a Kentucky first fan. One. You look at the first oh, I got, one. Did I switch them around? Yeah, that's yeah. My right. bad. My bad. I got <laughs> I got uh I got Iowa seven. My bad. I got Penn State. No, good, I looked at them. Yeah, I got Iowa seven. The second one. It's the okay. second time I've seen ten wins in my life. Kentucky beating Iowa. Um, and you know, no doubt, you know, we everybody's hoping they for, for ten regular season wins. They keep knocking down doors and getting to that point. But to to win nine, go to a bowl game and and get that that win over Iowa. Uh, 20 to 17. You know, Wandell doing his thing. Um, it's New Year's Day to win those types of bowl games, to win to win on that level. Uh, it's still something that hasn't been done a whole lot. So, uh, even though we just saw it a few years prior to that, and I just misspoke, we just saw it again for the second time when they beat Iowa. And that's that's program changing type stuff, in my opinion. 
no doubt about it. No doubt sure. about it. So I think that's where we at six. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's tough, but um, I'll, I'll go way back on this. Why not? Um, we'll go with that Louisville game in 2007. So the second game that was even eligible for this list. Um, don't have to go too far into it again, because I think it's a pretty well-known one, but uh, I, I forgot what the losing streak title Louisville was at that point. It might have been three. It might have been worse. I can't remember exactly, um, but to get that win uh, the way they did over number number nine-ranked Louisville, we all know, you know, Stevie Johnson getting loose. Um, I, I, there's not much you have to say about it. I'll go with that at six. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sure, I went, and that's probably why I don't have a Louisville one in here. I went number six. Um, the game I was at, I went back to 2009 because this was back. There weren't a lot of road wins, there weren't a lot of happy plane rides home, there weren't a lot of flights and, and bus rides home. But that win at Auburn 21 to 14, you just, you just didn't see Kentucky went on the road a lot. And honestly, you know, going down there. You know, they weren't expected to win that day. You know, uh, in my mind, I'm like, you know, hope they win. But it's my first trip to Auburn. I was like, I'm probably going to see Tumor's Corner get rolled <laughs> at the end of this game. You know, and that's like, well, that'll be something I can say I've seen. Right. <laughs> Turns out that wasn't the case. Randall Cobb and the fellas had other plans. Kentucky wins 21 to 14. Have to go down there some other time to see. Tumor's Corner get rolled. I went to Tumor's Drugstore, got me a lemonade, got me some food, seen all the wow. sights. Didn't see no toilet paper rolling that night, though, because the Cats got a, a back then, a rare road win. And it was, it was, it was fun to be in the crowd for that. That's kind Absolutely. of a alert for me, because uh, I, 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 I had that one in there, because that was one of the first wins I remember uh, I was talking to, you know, some of the guys that had been on that team. Um, you know, who they, they really enjoyed that one. So that was big. Mm -hmm. For sure. And Coach Brooks, I mean, it was, you know, I think they had a win against Georgia with Brooks or Joker Phillips at one point back then. That's probably the last win against Georgia because this, that streak is kind of getting pretty high. And then this Auburn win, I forget which one came first, but it was another, hey, cool. Oh. You know, one that kind of got you. Ooh, look there! Yeah, so that was that was my six. We down. We 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 hitting top five territory now. Yeah, top five. Ugh. Top I'm saying five. That way, it makes it hard, man. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll I'll do this one more so for fun than anything else. But it might even been higher for you guys. I don't know. But it, nope. it, I won't no say it was way. necessarily the meaning most meaningful win but one of the cooler most exciting games probably the most exciting game ever covered and that was that belt bowl uh in 2019 mm. where you have lynn bowden fighting the entire virginia tech team pre-game it literally a rule was invented because of that game uh that i don't know what it was but at the time uh and i saw it happen from the press box too which was nuts but at the time the rule was the officials have you know, authority to eject, authority over the players, I think 90 minutes before the start of the game. And I think it was like, it was, it's either 90 minutes or an hour, but whatever it was, the, the fist fight was eight minutes before that time. 
So Lynn was able to play, uh, and he runs for 233 yards, that quarterback. Uh, he's running all day. They can't throw the ball, like, not not surprisingly, he's a wide receiver. And then they throw in the game-winning touchdown because, of course, they do. I mean, that game, with all the drama before it, with everything that happened, and the back and forth of it, man. And, like, you looked at that matchup, and it wasn't like you scoffed at it like we kind of did with Iowa uh, in this um, in this Music City Bowl. We were kind of like, oh, God, this is going to be ugly. But, like, Virginia Tech was all right that year. Kentucky, we knew, you know, the run game was exciting, but, you know, they weren't great because they didn't have a passing game like uh you didn't really know and it was you know the i forget what's the name of their defensive coordinator who was so good um, oh yeah but it was his last game yeah yeah the camera uh, the camera shots on him were all ridiculous. game yeah and i was yeah i didn't have to uh, see, but, i didn't have to see that but something other bud foster bud yeah foster. yeah yeah um so yeah i mean <laughs> it, it was just insane uh that whole storyline and they just completely ruined his last game. And it, it was, it was a fun crowd too. a lot of Kentucky fans, a lot of Virginia tech fans. It was a pretty short drive for them. Uh, it was a great atmosphere in Charlotte. Uh, so I covered that one. I got to, maybe there's some bias in there, but that that's five for me. That game was too good. Yeah. Like you said, that's, that's a lot of mine. Maybe not as meaningful. Like I, I told you a lot of mine were petty. So it's there's no wrong way. That's why that's what's the fun of it, the way you approach it and and go. But uh, yeah, my number five, I, I misspoke earlier, but that's this 2019 Penn State in the Citrus Bowl. Well, the first time around for ten wins in my lifetime. That that 1977 team, I was born midway through that season when they went ten and one with Derek Ramsey and Art Steele and. And all those guys. So I'd, I'd heard all the stories about that team. Got to meet some of those guys. Uh, heard my dad talk about watching that squad. So to actually see a team finish the season with 10 wins for the first time, that's, you know, and then, you know, Benny setting the record and you yeah. know, all, everything that went along with that, the little extra nuggets in addition to the win over a name, a big name program like Penn State, too. That, that yeah, carried a lot of weight. Absolutely. And my favorite my favorite thing from that game was uh, Mark Stoops screaming, bring it on at James Franklin when they tried that fake punt uh, deep in their own field. <laughs> that one that, that one was all. I bet hey, Jalen they, got a kick out of seeing that, man. Yeah. Do they, do they have, like, real beef or something, man? I think so. Well, if you remember – oh, you were on that team in 2012. James Franklin ran up the score on you all. Uh, 2012, 2012, yeah, 2012 beat the hell out of us. Yeah, uh, and they were running up the score. They didn't have to keep scoring. The, the yeah. clock was the game. They, was they, 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 2013 was one of the worst games I've ever been a part of as a player by far. the one at in Nashville or the one yeah, that at was home? that was in Nashville. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah something. Was, I don't know if something yeah. happened that one. I know 2012 Stoops wasn't there yet, granted. Yeah, 20, but I know yeah. they ran up the score on y'all in 2012, and that didn't sit yeah. well with anyone in the yeah. program. It was 40 yeah. to 40 to nothing and 40 38 nothing, to eight. Like five people and, left. And 38 to eight back to back. It was 78 to eight over two years span. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah it, it was. Yeah, it was. It was embarrassing to say the least. And um, I just remember that the, the next year, the, or the year before, so 2012. Uh, they definitely kind of, you know, were doing some questionable things towards the end of the game uh, as far as, like, being super aggressive still. Yes. Which, which, at the end of the day, 
I have this mentality as a coach now, not to take too much time away from the list, but no, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't fault that man. Cause at the end of the day, as a competitor, it's, it's our job to stop them. Their job is to play their players and let their players play. They work all summer to do this. So when Tennessee is doing what they did in Missouri last year, throwing the bombs with, with 15 seconds to go and whatever they were doing, I don't, I don't see that as a negative per se. Cause at the end of the day, what, like, I mean, would you just gonna let your tools get in the game just to hand the ball off? You got two receivers as well. Like this, not I get it. Some people may not like that, but it's not your job to take care of the other team's feelings. Sure. So I never, honestly, as a player, when that was happening, I never thought anything of it. I was like, I mean, they they doing what they supposed to do. What I mean, you know. But I got a funny story I'll tell y'all <laughs> off air though from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this this was gonna have you crying laughing. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. We'll get through these last ones right quick. Where are we at? Four? Yep. Top four. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, we're in, in 18. Uh, I mean, <laughs> 31 years. Uh, torturous losses near the end of that streak, too. I mean, Jalen hit 2014. 2015 was close. Uh, I was there in 2017 uh, when you're leading 27 to three, 13. I'm sorry, 27 13. Yeah. Fourth quarter, you leave a man uncovered. You know they go up. Oh man, that was. Um, and then you get that really, really questionable holding call on Nick Haynes that mm-hmm. it's not called. You have Austin McGinnis <laughs> in field goal range. You feel mm-hmm. pretty damn good about Austin McGinnis in field goal range. So um, the next year to kind of just alleviate all those demons. Um, I know it was a. I think the final score was twenty three. I don't remember the final score was. Oh, it was, was twenty seven sixteen. That's right. Uh, with, with the last the Devonte Rob that wacky touchdown to end the game. Yeah. But even, even though they were up, they were up whatever. They were up one score that last play. It felt like they were up by more. Uh, I just think uh, the way obviously that Terry Wilson. You could argue that was his best performance uh, mm-hmm. in a UK uniform. Uh, he played in that game was sure. incredible. Uh, the throw he made to Lynn Bowden and David Bouvier for that, right? Or two of the best throws I saw him make as a Wildcat. So, uh, Benny obviously did a great job um, in the defense, man. Josh Allen, big-time players show up in big-time games. And, uh, boy, did he show up. Obviously, the game-winning strip sack. Uh, Robinson, you know, keeps running to kind of have a moment in the end zone to finish that one. So, uh, I got to go with that one. That one was, uh, I mean, you're you're talking 31 years of hell for Kentucky fans. Uh, ending right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, can't argue that at all. Uh, for me, I go back 2007, more of a get over the hump, uh, more of a just pure joy to win over LSU, mm-hmm. 43 37. They're ranked number one. Less miles than them come in here, and it's just back and forth. Andre Wilson go toe to toe with those guys to come up with the stop. Overtime is CBS 330. Uh, so we were we going to Atlanta for part of it. So you got it on, got your phone out, and then we get to the hotel, get in, turn the TV on, and, and see the stop, see the last closing moments of the game, see the field getting stormed from the aerial view. Ah, oh, oh man, that's just, yeah. that's just that, that, would, that would be number one for me. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> don't want me. You, you, you can't, I mean, it's hard. It's to hard to argue that. that. Then they won the national championship. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, how, I mean, how do you, and then I, the, what makes it number one for me is, is Andre doing it. You know, yeah, I, that, 
That, I mean, and then you got Stevie on the team. You know, both of those guys, I, you know, I had a chance to meet. Obviously, Andre was on staff in 2012. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 you know I, I love both of those guys for what they, what they meant. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So where, where does that leave us? We're at three? Yeah. Three. Um, I, I'm going to go with that one. I know it, it could easily be, be one and it probably should be just given what, you know, beating number one. I, I think one, of, I don't know if it was the only time in history, but uh, it's uh, one of the few. Uh, obviously, LSU was a rare two loss national championship. 22, 22, if, for anyone who like is newer to watching college football, look, there's a YouTube video of all the craziness that happened in 2007. And the Kentucky win is in there. Uh, LSU lost twice that year and still won the national championship deservingly. Deservingly. Um, and I mean, you're talking App State over Michigan, uh, so many others. I, I don't, I, Iowa State beat, I think, number two Oklahoma State or one of those. It was just a year of the upset, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that Kentucky, both the Louisville, and for that matter, I think, uh, the Louisville wins in that video too. And uh, yeah. so there, there's just that year was insane in college football. Kentucky was right in the middle of it. Um, but I'll, I'll put that one on three for some. I guess some recency bias on my part. That work. Uh, for number three, I I went. You know, I went to Petty right again. I went twenty twenty, thirty four seven at Neyland Stadium because once again, you you hadn't won there since nineteen eighty four. You know, you, you beat them in seventeen twelve in nineteen eighty four. Jeff Picoro, who's now on mm-hmm. UK Sports Net- Network. With Tom Leach was a receiver, along with Joker Phillips in that game, and that's when the streak started. And then to go down there, I don't care it was COVID; they didn't have fans. It don't matter. They got Blow blown out. out. Jeremy Pruitt, Jerry Gantano, Tennessee fans can blame mm-hmm. them and hate on them all they want. I don't care. The pick <laughs> six, Jamin Davis, boss man, fat to the house. It was it was great to finally. See that streak brought to an end. Kentucky ended the streak in 2011, but now the kneeling streak was over. Just like Kentucky beats Florida in the swamp, then Kentucky beats Florida and Lexington. Both streaks are over. You 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 end all of that stuff that you've been dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, man, I think and yeah, it would have been cool to see them do it. Uh, with Neyland at its best, obviously, yes. when the when the yes. balls are good, that place is as good as anywhere in the nation. Yes. Um, but yes. uh, hey, man, that was a hard year on everybody. And that year, to even have the mo- <laughs> just uh, the motivation to play through all that, you know, um, Jimmy Pruitt for some his, guys, Jimmy Pruitt with his mask on, oh like gosh. a shield over yeah. his. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, just insane. And obviously, I think that was the last game Schlarman was at. So. Uh, to yeah. do it while he was there. Um, mm-hmm. That was really cool. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, COVID restrictions, I didn't get to go to that one. I wish I did, but I was covering that one from home. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a beatdown. And, you know, you thought that might have sparked that 2020 team just because that year, you, you know, anything was possible with how things were lined up. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, it didn't quite do that. But <laughs> I think I think Kentucky fans will almost trade having that one uh, over, you know, the year that ended up being after that. Definitely want to see Kentucky win when they got a hundred thousand in there and, and quieten them and, and yeah and want to see that coming as well. But we'll take that one for twenty twenty for now and hope for that other one 
soon. So we get down there to our final two, man. Final two. What we got? Yeah, I'm going back to that 2018 Citrus Bowl at two. I think obviously got you to 10 wins, and that's mommy mental for this program. It was only the third time it had never been done before. And obviously, uh, Kentucky did it again in 2021 to make it four. But uh, I mean, that year was just. I, I, that 2018, I, I don't want to take anything away from the 21 team, but I think that 2018, uh, 2018 team, the offense had its deficiencies um, in the passing game. You know, there were some up. Terry had the injury against Mississippi State, and that really made them one-dimensional at times. But uh, the way that team defensively dominated and did show flashes offensively, the way the running game was, the offensive line with all the NFL talent they had on that thing. Uh, and to finish it off with, like you said, when you were talking about it, um, a name brand, uh, a guy in James Franklin that clearly Mark Stoops and no one in Kentucky likes. He had that whole spiel about the real big blue fans or whatever. And then Stoops gave it back to him during the, the trophy ceremony. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the way you – two things with that game. The way, you know, obviously you get the Benny record. That's another layer. But the way you took it to him and jumped out, I think – 27-3, 27-7. I mean, it was a beatdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Penn State and credit Trace McSorley, man. They came. McSorley got hurt. Clifford couldn't do anything. McSorley comes back in, and he's Superman. He gets them back in that game. It's 27-24. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you left Penn State with very little time. I know it was really cool that Chris Oates obviously got the game-winning fumble recovery, too, on kind of the lateral last-ditch effort uh, from Penn State there. But to get that win, uh, when we've seen Kentucky at when they were going through things. And even the year before, we talked about the Florida 2017 game that they melted down. We saw Kentucky melt down. That's a Kentucky loss. That's Kentucky, same old Kentucky, whatever. That game, that easily could have happened again. Easily, it's twenty-seven to three, and you you cough that lead up and make it a three-point game, and they didn't. Man, they they held on. They found a way, and no one remembers that game even got close because of what it meant to this program. And it was yeah. the first bowl win uh, for Stoops. You know, they finally got into those bowl games in sixteen and seventeen. Uh, they probably could have won in seventeen. They tried to go for two. Uh, Steven Johnson was playing on one leg, you know, what a warrior that guy was, but uh, they didn't get it done. 16, you know, first taste of bowl game, they get blown out by Georgia Tech. Um, and, but it was the first bowl win since the, I believe, ECU back in 20, uh, 2008. So uh, that that one's special, I think, for the program and uh, really laid the momentum for the next couple of years because they went on to win four straight bowls or five, five straight, five straight, four straight, four straight. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that was that was two, right? That was two. Yeah. So my two, we we kind of hit it already. Um, at Florida, twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. beat them twenty seven sixteen to end that streak. Pretty much hit on that already. You know, just getting rid of all of those things. Like Stoops even says it, knocking down doors, knocking down doors, continuing. You know, to put all that that bad history behind them. These guys here that are playing weren't born for most of it. They heard about it but weren't it didn't happen on their watch so to speak so that that florida win the, the terry wilson throws you know cash daniels you know you know uh at the end with uh i can't channel he's telling the wrestler you know uh because cash stone cold said so as he's leaving <laughs> the field yeah so that that was all that's right all just the water stuff. bottles and that one to i think it was Back when Periscope was a thing, watching Jerry Lorenzen watch yes. Kentucky beat Florida, 
Yes. How emotional he got and how close he got to ending that streak. But watching him be able to see Kentucky beat Florida, and then we know he tragically passed, you know, a couple of years later. Yep. But watching Jared watch it, man, oof, that was yeah. that was awesome too. Yeah, that's heavy stuff, especially knowing, you know, obviously what happened the next year. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, that win meant a lot to a lot of people. Uh you know, we mentioned the 2014 team. I bet it meant a lot to those guys. I bet it meant a lot to the 2015 guys, even the 17 guys who, you know, missed it by one year, the seniors specifically, like even <laughs> give kicker love, like an Austin McGinnis who, uh, you know, was one year away with the best kicker in the school's mm-hmm. history, or Nick Haynes who had the holding that was not a holding that cost oh, them that yeah. game. How, you know, uh, I think it's a monkey off all those guys' backs. And uh, I think Lorenzen was kind of the the guy to kind of speaking on – or. At, just showing it on the behalf of everyone that's kind of been a part of that thing uh, for those years. But uh, one for me, man, I, it's got to be, and Jalen mentioned it earlier, uh, it, that's 2016 game at, at Louisville um, where <laughs> we'll save a Louisville conversation for next week about something you said <laughs> today. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about yes. some, some, some of current pr- present day <laughs> Louisville football, but there was no denying how good that team was. And we obviously Lamar Jackson was the best player of the country, Heisman Trophy winner. I think they got all the way to three, and then you know they got steamrolled by Houston, and that knocked them out of playoff consideration. Mm-hmm. But that was a team that pro- was close to being playoff caliber. They were definitely you know a a New Year Six worthy team. Not just because I mean Lamar was their best player, sure, but that that team had a lot of lot of players that a lot of a lot of did a lot of great things. Um, and for Kentucky, who you know that year it started off with the Southern Miss loss of the 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 revenge game from the offensive coordinator uh, the year before. You choke that game away, then you get killed by Florida. You know the first the last two years they were close. Then you get both raced. Then you week three you beat New Mexico State, but you win like 62-42. You're losing in the third quarter, yeah. and it's like, oh my God, is this going to be a turn back year? Is Stoops going to even keep his job? And you already by then you're up to six, <laughs> you're up to six and five, and you're going into Louisville 28 point underdogs yeah. facing the Heisman Trophy winner. And what what do you do the whole game almost? You you match him point for point. I mean, Steven Johnson, I remember, I think it was the first play Kentucky had from scrimmage where he's all he's bumping his head. You could tell he's super confident and he throws an absolute bomb to Juice Johnson, touchdown, first play of the game, and it kind of sent a message like, hey. You know, we'll get into a shootout with y'all. And that's what they did. And then obviously, like Jalen mentioned earlier, uh, and he had some picks in that game. I know Mike Edwards had one. I think Beatty had one too. Yeah, Uh, two picks and one fumble, I think. Two picks and a fumble, yeah. It was Beatty and Edwards and then uh, the fumble at the end of the game to get the ball back and set up, like I said, the best kicker the school's ever seen, Austin McGinnis, to win it. Um, That game, I mean, I I know they lost the bowl game to Georgia Tech. Uh, They finished seven and six, whatever. Uh, but to beat Louisville for the first time, I think at that point it would have been since uh, 2010 or 11. I think it was 10. Um, you end that losing streak. Um, you beat the Heisman Trophy winner in their house. Uh, you get a ranked win, which I believe outside of the 2015 game against the number 25 Missouri was only the second that Stoops had gotten. First road ranked win. I mean, talk about knocking down doors, uh, doing it against the team. You know, your fan base wants to beat more than anybody. Do it against the best quarterback, you know, your rival school's ever seen. One of the best I think college football's ever seen. Uh, that game to me, 
it's got to be number one uh, for right now. You know, hopefully they can make another one. And who knows, that, that Alabama game, we circle that as a possibility, right? Anytime they're on the schedule, you never know. It's got, anything could happen on, on any given Saturday. But uh, th- that we're was – Yeah, we're Georgia. You got two chances at it, especially with uh, that one being uh, in between the hedges. Um, but uh, you never know. But, uh, man, uh, that one's got to be one for me. That's right. And, you know, I said spoiler alert. I went petty, you know, 2011. Uh, you were in the building in, with family. That's Tennessee. Doesn't get better than that. And, you know, talk about the near misses. You look through the year-by-year stats. There's there's games with Tennessee's 24-21, 38-35. Tennessee was better, but Kentucky was there and, and should have won. You go to uh, the Andre Woodson game, the four-overtime, 52-50 game. Uh, sit there for that one. The Lane Kiffin year when he was at Tennessee, they win 30 to 24 in overtime. So many times it was just right there. Um, and to finally see him get over the hump. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't a great Tennessee team again. Who cares? Kentucky right. wasn't a good team that year. They had a but wide like receiver it. playing quarterback. And it's not Lynn Bowden either. No offense to Matt Rourke. They didn't have <laughs> Lynn Bowden playing quarterback. They had I Matt mean, Rourke playing quarterback. We were in the crowd like, man, they are they're not passing. I mean, Tennessee don't why are they even playing us to pass? They're not gonna pass. We all knew nothing. <laughs> they're not gonna threaten these guys down the field. We know I mean, <laughs> but hey, to see them get up 10 nothing and then Tennessee scores 10 to 7, you're like, oh God. They're going to beat us 14 to 10 in the last minute. We've seen this movie a thousand times. And to see, you know, Kentucky hold on. And then, you know, you storm the field. And it's, you know, well, again, it's pure joy. I went pure joy again for number one. So that that's my number one to round out the top 10. Yeah, man. I think, I, I think if real quick, some honorable mentions that kind of like just missed, I guess you could. You could say, uh, I know we had a couple off of it. I didn't mention the 2017 one at home against Tennessee. I still think that was really big. And I think even um, 2018 one I, I, I wanted to, but the C.J. Conrad last play of the game, the reason Missouri. I didn't include yeah. it is because <laughs> it wasn't real. I don't know how you called that pass interference on a Mad Wagner because he was out of bounds. Uh, I think we got. I think Kentucky got a break. Um, but you know what? The way they did that, Man, they again they were down what 14 to three in the fourth. You get the punt return from Lynn, he like begged Stoops to let him return that punt because that was David Bouvier's job. David Bouvier steps aside, lets Lynn do it, he takes it to the house. Uh, the offense was terrible that whole game. You even had Gunnar Hope come in and replace Terry Wilson at one point in that game. Terry comes back out and you know he hits Bouvier a couple times on that drive, he hits uh, Lynn plenty of times on that drive, and then you get an untimed down. Uh, you need a touchdown to win the game, and uh, you find the veteran CJ Conrad in the back of the end zone. So, you know, that one probably was like the closest just miss for me. Um, I can't think of any others off the top of my head. I, I, I even would, you know, obviously the, the second Citrus Bowl against Iowa. I know that game wasn't like the most aesthetically pleasing, but again, you know, last minute drive, you know, the Wandale play, obviously Chris finishing it off with a touchdown square on one leg, you know, with the interception uh, really shouldn't even have been playing comes in and gets that done. So, you know, that one too. And then, you know, the two bowl wins, Obviously, with Rich Brooks, or it might uh, he won three, but the two that would have been included for this 
you know, the Florida State game, which I know Florida State vacated that whole season, uh, and then ECU too. So um, those are probably the ones that were closest, but especially that 2018 game at Mizzou. Absolutely. Man, good stuff. Fun lists. Appreciate you, AG, with the top 100 countdown and then us you know, taking different approaches and coming up with our top 10. And it's, there's no wrong answer. You know, no. Everybody will have a different top 10 and different reasons why they got what they have ranked where they have it. But a lot of fun and uh, look forward to doing it again, man. And you know, we're getting closer and closer to the season. Look forward to checking in with you north of the border next week. That's right. Yeah, I'll talk to you all then. Afternoon game, so I'll be I'll be able to join you all. And appreciate your insights, Jalen. Appreciate uh, Cameron Mills for hopping on here with us. And had a lot of fun, man. Thanks again to JJ Sneed for subscribing. Y'all get yourselves a Cat Daddy shirt. Appreciate everybody that's taking time to watch. And we'll be back again next week doing this same kind of thing, man. This, this little live stream thing is fun. I hope everybody enjoys it. We enjoy bringing it to you. Be back next week for an episode of Believe in Kentucky. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.